You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 127. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It? My name is Tiffany and I'm your host. And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. The show notes for this week's episode will be available at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or 127th time listening, welcome back. We are happy to have you. By the time you hear this episode, Christmas would have happened in these here United States, and I hope that you had a great holiday with your family, that you hopefully made it safely to your destinations, that you got to enjoy good food and fellowship and all of the things. But before I get into this week's episode, I want to remind you that if you are interested in joining Elevate Your Career Academy, then you should schedule your call with me. Go to bit.ly slash 10TIFF. That's the number 10, T-I-F-F. And Elevate Your Career Academy is a 16-week group coaching experience for purpose-driven women who are ready to grow in their careers, who want more alignment in their careers and more fulfillment at work. And you want to get that fulfillment and that alignment without feeling like you have to give up your lifestyle or your experience or your career progress that you've made so far. It is the This will be the third cohort, and I am really excited and looking forward to connecting a great group of women who we can learn together, you can learn from each other, and we can see some dope things happen for your personal growth as well as for your career. So again, go to bit.ly slash 10TIFF. Do not delay. The doors for that program will be closing at the top of the year, so make sure you get a call scheduled with me. And now, let's get into this week's Just My thoughts. Just My Thoughts is the segment of the show where I share my reviews, recommendations, or rejections. And this week, I am recommending that you keep showing up. Let me tell you why. I recorded a video on Monday of this week after I went to the gym. So I have been sick on and off for the last almost two weeks and my workout schedule has been trash basically. And I decided over the weekend that I was going to go to the gym. I went to the gym one Saturday morning and I was so sore. Like I was sore before I left the gym, which like doesn't even happen. So anyway, I am complaining all day Saturday, complaining all day Sunday, and I have to go to Orange Theory on Monday. I scheduled my class and I'm like, yo, I'm going to go to Orange Theory. And all day Sunday, especially in the evening, I was like, oh, I still have time. I could cancel. I could cancel. I could cancel. Ended up not canceling, ended up going to Orange Theory, ended up being fine and felt really proud of myself because I pushed through something that was making me, that I was making me very uncomfortable. And I just knew that I would not die. Right. And I knew I would be better for going to Orange Theory, even knowing that I was 
physically limited in some ways and just had to learn to push through it, really decide to push through it. But anyway, so I post this video to my IGTV. If you go to Tiff South on Instagram, Tiff with two Fs, then you can see the video. And I posted it a little bit later than I usually post. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't have posted it. And I started to get all worried about the likes and comments, whatever the views. And then I was just like, you know what, relax. You posted it, just walk away from it. I was at the train station getting ready to find a seat as I was waiting for the train to, to you know, be called to board. And a one of the employees for the train station was like, she was looking at me because I obviously was looking confused and she was like, oh, do you need help? And then when she looked at me, she was like, oh snap, like you just posted a video about how important it is for you to decide how you feel and how you, you get to decide how you approach things. You get to decide the perspective that you take, whatever. She summarized my whole video and I was like looking at her and she's looking at me and I'm just like, what? is happening right here. Like how good is God? She was able to watch my video, not even, and not if somebody who I recognize as one of my followers, but to be able to talk to me about it. And it's not, the, the message here is not that I was happy that she was acknowledging me, but the fact that I decided to put something out there and it benefited someone. And the confirmation came in the fact that someone who benefited from what I was hesitant to put out or what I was judging after I posted it, she was able to talk about the impact that it had on her. And that was one of the most tangible and powerful examples that I have had of someone who has just knows, who, who just sees something that, that I do. And I'm still over here like crazy that it happened because I'm standing in the train station the day before Christmas Eve and just someone who happens to be following me, who happened to see a video that I put up that I almost didn't even put up. So the point is, Keep going, put your stuff out there, raise your hand, ask your question, make your suggestion, make your voice heard, make your impact known, not for the sake of praise and glory to you, but by doing so, you are doing the work that God has purposed you to do. Because had I not seen her, right? She even acknowledged, I wanted to comment, but I didn't. She watched it. She didn't comment. She didn't like, she didn't like the video, but she could tell me how it helped her. And that is, you can't ask for a better impact than that. You won't always know how powerful your presence is in a room. You won't always know how impactful the words that you speak or the way that you treat someone. And even in passing, you don't know how powerful those things can be. So you have to keep showing up in the way that God has purposed you to show up. You have to keep showing up and doing the thing that you are gifted at doing, contributing in the way that you are, way you are called to contribute in any area of your life. It doesn't have to be Instagram. It doesn't have to be Twitter or on these internets, but your impact can be felt in ways that you will not even know because you might not get that interaction. Because again, had I, had I not been getting on that train track, I, we would have walked past each other and we would have not even known literally living in the same city. So you just keep using your voice, keep using your gift, keep walking in your purpose and and know that even when you don't know who is being impacted by what you do, someone is being impacted by what you do, who you are, and how you show up in the way that you are called to bring glory to God. And that concludes this week's Just My Thoughts. 
In episode 126, I walked through a set of lessons that I learned from the past year. We were walking through my review of the after action report, as Michael Hyatt calls it, through his book, Your Best Year Ever. And I went through what the questions were and I'll recite those questions again. I will not go into my answers to the questions specifically, except to express the lessons that I've learned this year. So the questions again are, how did you see the past year going? What were your plans, your dreams, or your concrete goals, if you had any? What disappointments or regrets did you experience in this past year? What did you feel like you should have been acknowledged for but weren't? What did you accomplish this past year that you were most proud of? What were two or three specific themes that kept recurring? And what major life lessons did you learn this past year? So I went through some lessons from last week and I wanted to actually start with not a lesson, but something that I saw on Instagram posted by Jackie Hill Perry. And she was, she posted, she was in like a hotel room and she was writing on a, on like an easel of some sort. And she posted about Psalm 127.1. And I'm going to read that because I think it speaks well to what we have been talking about for the last several episodes. So Psalm 127.1 and 2 read, Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Now, one of the things that we talked about in talking about goal setting and planning for the next quarter, the next year, is to not do it outside of a partnership with God because it is so easy to rush ahead and to plan on your own. And there are how many different Proverbs that talk about the how many are the plans of man, but God orders his steps, right? And talking about how man might plan, but God is the one who is causing the plan to work, right? So all of those things. So we have to be mindful of that same truth and that principle as we are in this December season, getting ready to start a new decade, getting ready to start a new year, the whole new year, new me, all that kind of stuff, resisting the hype that the world puts on this time and bringing it to a place of center and focus for you. Because here's the thing, maybe December and January is not the time where you start your major goal setting. Maybe you are operating on a little bit of a different timeline, right? Maybe you are rolling into the quarter with, you know, going into some goals or continuing goals that you have been working on for the last two or three quarters or a couple of months or whatever the case may be. So, Don't feel like you have to do what the world is doing. I offered this series as a way to help considering that that's what's happening. And I know that this is a process that I take intentionally at this time of year. So what I liked about 
the when Jackie brought this verse to attention to me, when I went to open it and read it in my Bible, I have all kinds of stars. You should see I got a, a post-it note that has wow written on it because I remember the first time when I was studying Psalm with the first five app, when I first read this verse, I was in a state of not sleeping enough and waking up early, going to bed late and still not getting enough done. So I was in the state of this anxious toil that is talked about in verse two. And when you are in a season of preparation and planning, if you are doing it without the help of the Lord, you will be, you will find yourself in anxious toil because God, God is not an author of confusion. The spirit of anxiety and fear and pressure and angst, those do not come from him. And it doesn't mean that you might not experience those emotions when you are moving in alignment with his will. But if those are the overwhelming feelings that you're feeling as you're making a decision, as you're trying to coordinate something, as you're trying to put something forward, it's worth you stopping and saying, hold on, what's happening right now? Why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? One of the things that we talk about often on this show and what I talk about so often with my clients is the importance of being able to check in with yourself and to develop a heightened sense of self-awareness around the emotions that you are experiencing. Because when your emotions are cued in a certain way, you can be attuned to that and know that you have to do some shifting. Maybe you have to do some praying. Maybe you have to do some worship. Maybe you have to do some quiet meditation. Maybe you have to do some resting, right? And when you are aware of of what your emotions are, you can then figure out how to adjust and get and write your ship, so to speak. So I wanted to bring that verse to you, to your attention because maybe it can be something that you meditate on in this season as you are thinking about whatever it is. I just had a conversation with a friend of mine and we're both talking about how we're already getting, you know, a little anxious about what is happening in the first quarter of next year because we're doing so much planning. And for me, I'm just like, all right, I need to relax because like, just slow down. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be cool. Like that's, that's what literally what I say to myself, just be cool. Everyone, there's nothing to see here, chill, and then regroup and refresh. So check out Psalm 127 verses one and two as a way to kind of get yourself, you know, connected to the importance of making sure that it is God who is building your house that so that you're not laboring in vain, making sure that you are charging the Lord with watching over your city, watching over your work and not putting all of that pressure on yourself to do that because that's not your charge. That is not your responsibility. God is our good father who wants to see us succeed and to see us do well, but he doesn't want he wants us to work with him in that. He will allow us to carry on by ourselves. He will allow us to make our own decisions, but he will always be there to say, okay, guy, I'm over here. I'm waiting for you to come back to me. And you can keep on doing what you want to do, but no, there are consequences to the choices that you make. There are going to be consequences to the steps that you order on your own that you do not allow me to order for you. And I think that is such an important thing that we have to think about in times of paying attention to how the how-to steps from this person and the strategy to do this from that person and the information about doing this and that from other people. But if you are not operating in alignment with what you know you are hearing from God, then you can be moved in a bunch of different misguided directions. So now let's go to talk about the rest of the lessons that I wanted to share. 
the next lesson that I learned in 2019, stop expecting to feel no fear. Stop expecting to feel no fear. This was a, like a refresher for me because I, as maybe you deal with as well, am inside my head a lot. And I heard someone say actually that some, it was actually Melissa Fredericks, who is also known as Mrs. Kev on stage on Instagram and on their podcast called the love hour. And she said that sometimes your fear can be disguised as wisdom. And I heard Priscilla Shire say in an interview earlier this year, she said, people always ask, how do you do you? How do you do all of everything things that you do? Like, how are you not afraid? And she's like, oh no, it's not that I'm not afraid. I just fear less and take action, not be fearless, but to fear less and take action even while experiencing fear. So between fear being disguised as wisdom, right? And if you're uh, you know, a, a high level thinker, you'll be out here rationalizing your way into and out of any kind of decision. If you are someone who wants to, to talk your way through things and, you know, I need to have all of the bullets and every step needs to be outlined in this, that, and the third, then you will find a way to justify how your fear has taught you to not take action, but you'll call it wisdom. You'll call it being prudent. You'll call it you know, just being cautious and just seeing how things play out when in reality, you're actually just justifying your own fear and you're allowing your fear to keep you stuck. And I think what we have to do is shift that expectation that we will not be afraid. Like do not expect to not be afraid of doing something that is scary. Do not expect yourself not to be afraid of what could happen if this doesn't plan out the way that you think it might right? You have to change your expectation and say, I will do so in fear, right? I will do so knowing that I am afraid, but I know that God is with me, right? I, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because God is with me. It's not that the evil is not there. It's not that the risk is not, could not, or might not materialize, but you know that you are with your father, you know that you can be comforted. You know that you can be protected in the event that something goes wrong, because we also know that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. Right. And that doesn't mean that everything's going to be perfect. It doesn't mean that everything's going to work out, you know, well, it does not mean that you'll always be happy. It doesn't mean it's always going to feel like rainbows and butterflies, but the ultimate purpose of his will will ultimately always be fulfilled. And so change your expectations expectation of not, of not feeling afraid and saying, you know what, even though I feel afraid, I'm going to take action in faith. Even though I feel afraid, I'm going to not fear so much that I stay stuck, but I'm going to fear a little bit less and take at action anyway. And challenge yourself when you feel yourself justifying your fear and trying to dress it up as wisdom or strategy or being prudent or being, you know, uh, just, you know, I'm just being cautious. I'm just trying to play, trying to play, play it safe, all that kind of stuff. Challenge yourself when you feel yourself going down that rabbit hole. The next lesson that 
I learned, and this is going to be the final one that I I think is is probably going to be one of the most impactful things that I remember every single day, and I think the same will be true for you, is that the renewing of your mind is daily work. And sometimes it is moment by moment, hour by hour work that we have to do every single day. So Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And what is so powerful about this passage is where Paul, and not really just this passage, but one of the things that Paul talks about often is how he has learned to be content, right? He talks about not being, do not be anxious about anything, but in all things, right? But he talks about how he has learned to be content. He talks about how he has learned to, to, that he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him, not because he has not and was not being tested in those moments, not because his body was not physically ailing, not because his emotions were not wrought, but because he had to work to hold on to the, the knowledge and the truth about how Christ strengthens him and hold on to the truth and the power of what it means to have the Holy Spirit living inside of him to be able to access the strength that surpasses all understanding and gives us access to this peace that surpasses all understanding. So when you think about the attacks that we are under every day, and I was talking about this with some uh, some of my friends, we were doing a Bible study, and about how we are under spiritual attack every single day. And that is not passive work. In order to deal with and address and, and fight literal spiritual enemies, you can't be, oh, you know, just everything's all right. You have to be vigilant, right? And, and to say, like, guard your heart with all vigilance. There are, all, there are so many reminders in scripture that talk about the importance of being mindful of your mind and being mindful to grasp on to what we know about the character of Christ and work to adapt it to ourselves and not in a way, not working in a way that guilts us, right? Not working in a way that condemns us because we know there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Not in a way that that kind of burdens you because you're still making progress, but in a way that is accepting the invitation that you are, that you have access to something that can keep you growing stronger every single day. We have access to a strength within us that is changing us and shaping us every single day as long as we approach and give access to and give that that power access to our hearts and approach the word to learn more about what the word says about who we are. And that work is daily work, which is why many of us talk about, and I know I struggle with this, whenever I fall out of a routine of my devotion and of my prayer and in spending time with God, I feel myself slipping in a different direction. That's not coincidental, right? There's a reason why drawing nearer to the cross has its benefits. There's a reason why using God's word as a as a as a, a foundation for the way that we approach our lives has its benefits, right? So 
just remember that the renewing of your mind is daily work. It is something that you have to fight for, but not fighting in a way that you are using your own strength, but fight in a way remembering that, that Christ is in your corner, that the spirit of God lives within you. And so you are not doing this alone. You are not, you do not have to be to fight this battle on your own, but you do have to be intentional about wielding the weapons that you need in order to see the victory that you are after. So I will just review one time for the one time, the lessons that I've learned in 2019. And I appreciate you for uh, indulging me in this journey and going through this goal setting series that we have been talking about for now, probably the last like four or five episodes. So just quickly, the lessons that I've learned this year, and you can hear the others that I talked about in episode 126. The first, staying in your wilderness season is a choice, or it might be a series of choices, or the same choice that you keep making over and over again. God is not the author of confusion. Habits build on each other. You playing small serves no one. Rest and quiet time are not optional. Stop expecting to feel no fear as you walk in the purpose that God has for you. And last but not least, renewing your mind requires work every single day. And those are the lessons that I learned in 2019. I did an activity on uh, Instagram, not an activity really, but a I asked a question because I was interested to hear if people had chosen mottos or themes or affirmations for 2020. And I got a lot of responses. I was actually really excited about the number of responses I got from people. But I asked because I had kind of landed on mine, but I was just curious to see what other people had thought. And so I'm just going to share some of these that I got on Instagram. If you don't follow me, I am at Tiff South on Instagram, and hopefully you can join me in the next time I do this fun little game. But here are some of the things that I heard from people. I am enough. I heard that from two people, actually. Worry less and walk in faith. Intentional, crazy faith, revived, fearless, ex fearlessly execute expansion, abundance, louder, keep going, flourish, next level, get it, don't settle, fear less, kind of what we talked about earlier, play, reclaim, glow, discipline slash consistency, delete debt, why worry, worthy, surrender. So many really, really good words. And I share those with you just to help, you know, spark your own thought. And if you are thinking about something that you want to focus on next year, or even maybe for the first quarter, or, um, you know, what, what could be the thing that you want to center some of your prayers on or center the way that you approach certain aspects of your life on. Hopefully those will help jog some thoughts for you. And I would love to hear what yours are. Hit me up on Instagram at Tiff South. Thank you for those of you who have been sharing and screenshotting and sharing some of your insights. Continue to do so. I really appreciate it. And I get feedback from other people when they see you sharing your uh, sharing your information and sharing your, your reflections on the podcast as well. So I appreciate that. And my word for 2020 is obedience. 
obedience. And I have already started a study on what obedience means and what it has played out as in, in the characters of certain people in scripture. And, uh, I'm already been blessed by it. So that is the word that I am, I'm leaning for, for 2020. And also I think crazy faith is probably like a close second. Faith was the word I picked two years ago. And I mean, faith is something that is like, not really, you don't have to pick it as a word, so to speak, to be something that you live by, obviously, but it is something that is at the forefront of my mind in terms of just what I need to do in, and in, in living and walking in the way that God has called me to walk. And so I encourage you to join me in that journey of just living in obedience to who Christ has called you to be and living in obedience to be what you, what you know you are called to be. So I want to thank you for rocking with me for another episode of How Does She Do It? This is actually the last episode of the year. I just realized that although I'm recording this on a Tuesday, it's not going up until Thursday and the next episode will be in January. So if you are interested in Elevate Your Career Academy, remember it's a 16-week group coaching experience that is filled with so many dynamic experiences, opportunities, conversations that are faith-based, that are about getting your career in order, but not just getting your career in order, but really getting you in order in terms of making you so clear about who God has designed you to be and building up your confidence and helping you march forward in the goals and in the direction that you know you are called to walk in. Go to bit.ly slash the number 10 T-I-F-F, bit.ly slash 10 TIFF to schedule a call to talk about Elevate Your Career Academy and getting you all signed up. And I look forward to connecting with you in 2020. Happy holidays, happy new year. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.